Warning, the following podcast has been classified as insanely lucrative. Listener discretion is advised. Really, at the end of the day, like success is dependent on how much money you have to like throw into the market to pour promotions and, and to promote. Your attention, please. please. Listening to the AMPM podcast may cause recurring revenue streams and unfair, unfair advantages over your competitors. Other side effects may include better wallets, fired bosses, and longer vacations. Listen at your own risk. Here's your host, seven-figure entrepreneur and online marketing madman, Manny Coates. Manny Coates. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the AMPM podcast. My name is Manny Coates, and I will be your host. And this is the show where we discuss all things private label and how to generate recurring revenue streams 24 hours per day during the AM and the PM, hence the name of the show. Get it? AMPM podcast. As a matter of fact, I was just putting together a brand new computer that I got, and I also received a gimbal, one of those little gyroscopic deals for your phone. So while you're walking around, it's smooth. It doesn't jump around. While I was messing with that, I was making money. How cool is that? Pretty cool, I think. So today we have Casey Goss on the show. Casey's my buddy. He's been on the show before, and I love when Casey comes on the show because he really drops nuggets. He drops a lot of information. Casey has a company called Viral Launch, and they have so much data on so many products because they've done thousands of launches that they really can track where things are gonna be going, right? They can see when algorithms change. They can see what works and what doesn't when it comes to ranking things. So he's one of the few guys in this space, in the Amazon space, that I actually go to when I wanna find out something that's data-driven or data-related. So we're gonna go in deep. We're gonna talk about a few things that have changed. We're gonna talk about something he just came out with that I got to test while I was in China. And yes, let's talk about that. Without further ado, let's jump into the interview right now. Hey guys, I am here with Casey Goss. He is the CEO and founder of Viral Launch. Casey, how you doing, buddy? Doing great, Manny. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, my pleasure, man. We got to hang out in China. That was pretty cool. What were your thoughts in China? So that was my first trip to China this year, and I loved it. I got to bring my wife, so it was a bit more relaxed than normal. And, you know, normally I don't know too many people, so having you and Guy and Kevin around was super cool to get to hang out and, and kind of explore things a little bit. What yeah, about you? I thought it was cool. A little backstory for those of you guys that don't know. Yeah, we went out there for an event where we were in Yiwu and, you know, they have like 60, what is it, Casey, like 64,000 booths or something like that? It's like yeah, some, something crazy, like that. some crazy number. I know that we were walking all day and we probably saw like 2% of it. Um, but yeah, you go through and, you know, can source stuff super cheap and then you come back and you're masterminding and training with people and it was cool. I liked it. I thought it was very interesting. It was good to finally hang out, you know, in person with you. I know we've met briefly before in person and we've talked a lot online, but to actually be able to hang out, go to dinner, eat those weird foods at the mark, you know, the, the street fair, whatever you want to call it. That's yeah. pretty cool. So I thought it was neat. Next time I want to go out to Canton, check that out as well. And you just kind of compare and see what the difference is. Yeah. Yeah. I was just, I just got back from Canton a couple of weeks ago. Oh yeah. So, all right. Well, let me ask you, what are your takeaways, you know, Canton versus Iwu? Yeah. So again, I'm not the best person to ask because I don't sell, so I'm not sourcing myself. Um, so I actually never even went to the Canton fair. The the city's more from like a tourist perspective is uh, Guangzhou is super cool. Uh, Iwu isn't like the coolest place. Um, and from from what I hear, like my clients and everything, there's there's benefits to both. Uh, so yeah, not the best person to ask. Cool. So 
I just jumped into some banter there, just some chit chat, but let's tell people a little bit about who you are, what you guys do. For those of them that don't know who you are, or who Viral Launch is and what you guys do, give us like a 60 second pitch, I guess. What do you guys do? Cool. Yeah. So Casey Goss, I'm the CEO and co-founder of Viral Launch. And to date, so Viral Launch is a platform of services and software that helps sellers source launch and dominate on Amazon. And so to date, we've run over 17,000 product launches, worked with over 4,000 brands ranging from Fortune 500s and large like global retailers to just some private label sellers just getting into the market and trying to figure out the space uh, for the first time. And so we're super focused on just that, like building these Amazon businesses and in providing the coaching or the the services or the software around that process. So we're yeah. huge on data. We're, you know, we're, we're tracking millions of products daily um, so that we can understand understand trends in the marketplace. And we just try to take like a really sophisticated approach to, uh, you know, killing it in space. Yeah. And that's what I really love is the amount of data that you have. And because of that data, you can make really smart decisions. Just to put it out there, guys, I actually use Casey in their service. They were able to effectively rank a specific keyword phrase that I was looking for that was a little bit difficult to rank. So, and they do that through giveaway products, promotions. It's very effective. So I highly recommend them. They're pretty cool. And you know, outside of that, and because you have so much data and you have so much information on launch strategies, we asked Casey to come and speak at our event, our sold out event in the Riviera Maya, which is happening. Man, we're flying out the, was it next weekend, I think. So by the time you listen to this podcast, we might actually uh, already be on our way there. So very cool guy, very cool service. And speaking of which, while we were in China, you had unveiled to us a new tool that you were working on. You want to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, yeah. So it's called market intelligence. Um, and with, so with all these launches, you know, it, ideally we would, we'd have a hundred percent success. The problem is that, you know, you have to have a good product and having a good product helps you launch so much better. It makes launching in, in achieving success so much easier. And so we see all these people making poor sourcing decisions and people still getting into the Garcinia Cambogias and the grill gloves or, you know, the garlic presses. And really what we wanted to help people do is really start off with a solid foundation, that being selecting the right product for them. Um, and so we leveraging all of the vast amount of data that we have um, and kind of in pursuit of, of uh, or a reason kind of to track more data, we, we launched this market intelligence tool, which is really like a sophisticated approach at um, analyzing markets and helping to guide people to make good sourcing decisions. So, you know, uh, similar to other sourcing tools, we have a sales estimation algorithm. It's the most advanced, you know, I'm biased, <laughs> I'm super biased, of course, right? But anyways, uh, we, we update our algorithm every night um, programmatically so that it's completely fresh, you know, BSR of number one in beauty in 2015 is going to be significantly different than BSR number one in beauty now. Um, and so we are continually updating our algorithm so it's as fresh as possible. But anyways, it, it'll show you trends across the market. So, you know, how have sales looked over the last 90 days for this for the market as a whole over the last year? So, you know, if it's a seasonal product, you know when sales are going to spike and to what degree they're going to spike and how long that spike is going to last. Or, you know, you can see, hey, this, you know, this market is declining as a whole. Maybe I don't want to get into this. Or, you know, maybe prices declined by 50% over the last 90 days. Like the spinner toys, like you should not be getting into that because, uh, well, largely you should not be getting into that because price <laughs> is dropping. It, it's hard. There's caveats to everything. So, yeah. 
Yeah, anyway. it's funny. When we're running around through China, yeah, those little spinner things were like on every corner. People are running up to you and, hey, but I, I had never even seen them actually until I to China. And now I'm noticing them all over Amazon as well. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's crazy. Yeah, dude. So, like if you go look at the stats on those, there's like people on page two are still selling 10,000 units a, a month or more. It's, it's insane. Wow. Okay. What I really like about your system though, when we were testing it out there, is exactly what you were talking about. You could see very quickly, like you think, oh man, this is, you know, all the metrics line up. If you use other tools and you're like, this looks great. But then if you look, you have like a chart that shows, hey, the pricing, if you look at the graph for pricing, it started at, let's say $29 and you can just see it just sloping down, you know, and it's now at $15 or something like that. And you're like, ooh, I don't know if I want to compete, you know, at these levels. And that's just for the pricing. And then you've got the trends, you've got, you know, like you said, if there's spikes or not, depending on if you want to get into a seasonal product, Maybe you do. I know people teach that. And I think it's actually a cool thing to get into, you know, to drive a lot of sales. Or maybe you don't want to get into something that's only going to be selling for two or three months out of the year. Yeah. Yeah. And like, you know, there's, there's so much to it. We, we help new sellers. We help validate your idea. So hopefully you're more confident when you source and we have a star rating to kind of tell you, hey, we think this is a four-star idea, three-star idea, five-star idea. Basically, it's just an indicator of like, hey, I should look into this more or, or hey, you know, there's some obvious flaws with this market. Maybe I should do some further research. And your estimated monthly sales numbers seem to be really, really good. I mean, when we were running them on our own products, not just me, other people we were talking to, it was very close relative to other systems. So they know that I don't sugarcoat stuff. I, I tell it how it is. So we're going to talk about this stuff. Casey, you ready? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So everybody uses Jungle Scout, right? Yep. They, they're the leader out there when it comes to product research. I think it's a cool tool. I think a lot of people think it's a cool tool. Your product has a lot of similarities in some of the things that it does. But if somebody says, well, I'm already using Jungle Scout, why would I want to use your tool? How would you answer that? Yeah. So Jungle Scout is looking at your BSR right now. We, you know, we call snapshot. And so BSR fluctuates hour to hour, day to day, uh, week to week. And so when you try to estimate sales over the last 30 days, all Jungle Scout is doing is looking at your BSR right now. And, and we kind of, you know, our analogy is, is like, okay, looking, look at a single still frame from a movie and then trying to predict the plot right? is like, you just have this very narrow, you know, let's say sales were really high for a product over the last couple of hours, right? Your the BSR is going to be way better than it normally is. And so it's, it's just not a good indicator uh, of what sales have been, or you look at, you look at sales, you look, sorry, you look at jungle scout, um, over the weekend, the numbers are going to be different over the week because buying behavior is different for that market, let's say, or it's going to be different at night than it is in the morning because buying behavior is different or, or whatever. So our tool, like this is really big for our sales estimation algorithm. Our tool is taking into account all these fluctuations in BSR because we're already tracking that product or we're already tracking that market. And so we can, and that's how we identify sales. So we're, we're looking at all these fluctuations in BSR and estimating sales per day for each of these different fluctuations. And then we can combine that to build that 30 day sales estimate. Um, and then, and then from there, again, Jungle Scout isn't showing you trends across the market. Uh, like, so again, if sales are dropping across the market, you can see, hey, this is a function of the market, not just one particular seller uh, maybe having a bad day or a bad week or a bad month. Um, and same with price, same with reviews. And we also give, you know, that validation or we give other tips like, hey, you know, th this keyword is known to uh, have black hat activity or, hey, you might want to consider bundling this item because a lot of other sellers are. So uh, we just provide all, all in all, we've got a lot more data and, and our algorithms are a lot more uh, 
stable, I guess. So like, you know, Jungle Scout, sometimes they don't update their, their algorithms for over six months. Like I said, you know, things are changing so much across the market. You need fresh data and, or, or like they change in, you know, BSR is 80,000 one week. And then the next week it's, you know, something significantly lower, uh, or estimated sales. Sorry. Um, and so, yeah, so like, I think that we've just taken, obviously I'm biased, right. But I think that we've just taken a much more sophisticated approach to helping to analyze these markets or helping give you the data to analyze the markets. And so, you know, the argument is really like, Hey, this is going to give you a much better indication or representation of what you can expect to sell. Okay. And then you said that Jungle Scout sometimes doesn't update for at least six months. Is this something they've told you or you can just tell by analyzing the data that they're providing? Oh, yeah. I mean, no. So we like to, you know, see what our competitors are doing and stuff. And so, you know, we're, we're tracking numbers from like October uh, to just like, you know, three or four weeks ago or something. They they updated their numbers for the first time. Their sales estimates. So you go look at, let's say, beauty BSR number one, and they were estimating forty five hundred units or so, let's just say uh, for a month for BSR one. And it, that number was the exact same. And it was for all the categories, the exact same for like six months. And then three, three weeks ago, they, they updated their numbers for the first time. And since we were tracking. Yeah. And since you've done so many thousands of launches, I mean, you have accurate data, you know, the numbers of specific things. Like I imagine that certain companies are just going to have to guess on some things where you just like, Hey, I know the numbers of these sales per month or per day even. Yeah, exactly. So we, we have that sales data and then we just, you know, it, it took us weeks to, to do the math just on, uh, these, these graph equations to put together, like, okay, kind of like plot out all the points that we have of all the data that we have, and then build an algorithm, like based on that to kind of extrapolate and fill the holes for the numbers that we don't have. Right. So outside of extrapolating, how many products do you guys actually track? Uh, that's a good question. So, so there's a difference in the products that we track just for BSR, because then we can, again, like use our algorithm to estimate from there. And then there's a difference in the numbers of, of products that we actually have sales data for that we're tracking. Um, the number of products that we track daily, I think has crossed 6 million. Um, and then the products that we have actual sales data for, I I don't really want to say it's (laughs) a lot though, obviously. Yeah. Now, so just to be clear here, if somebody is interested in a product and that particular product is having a big promotion, they're doing a big giveaway, they're doing a lightning deal, whatever it is, and they get a big spike, right? So their BSR drops from you know, 6,000 down to 300, let's say. Your tool okay, will actually, it knows this. It sees, hey, this is just a big spike. It's not going to say this product suddenly does $700,000 per month. It's going to know this and it's still, you're going to get accurate data. Is that right? Yeah, exactly. So we'll show you, you can go in, you can click on the estimated sales for that product and you can see that big spike and we'll tell you approximately how many units uh, were sold for that product in those days. Um, and then you'll see the sales or the BSR, you know, drop back down and then you'll see, you know, what it levels out in. And our, so our big thing when sourcing and a lot of people get this wrong is they look at a, a particular ASIN. So, you know, uh, let's say it's a grill brush, right? And they see this grill brush, you know, that has, it, it's a green grill brush and they see that the BSR is really good. And they, they think, oh my gosh, like, because this is a green grill brush, that's why it's selling so well. But what they don't like realize is you, you have no idea what is like driving those sales. So maybe that person is killer at Facebook ads. Maybe they're a wizard at PPC, or maybe they're just good at, uh, 
I don't know, driving external traffic. Maybe they have a, a brand that you don't know about. And so we see so many people make decisions based on a particular ASIN and they have no idea what's driving that ASIN success. And then they try to replicate it. So they'll go buy that same exact green grill brush and, the, and they'll sell it and they expect to see the same results because they think it's a function of, you know, that ASIN, that green grill brush. And it's really just because the guy is, is driving a bunch of traffic. You're doing a bunch of promos. So with, with our tool, we're, we're trying to teach people to look at the market as a whole and make decisions based on that. So yeah, if you know two people are running promotions, it's, it's not uh, common across the market. So you won't make a bad decision because people are running promotions, basically. Okay. So you bring up a good point. So there's so many people out there that teach, hey, you know what? You want to find a product. It should be between this BSR and this BSR, and it should have this number of reviews. And, it, you, know, and you have all the criteria on what makes it a, you know, a desirable product. But that, and I've seen this, you know, my girlfriend's actually getting into this business and she comes up and says, oh my God, look, I just found the perfect product. And then when I talk to her, I'm like, well, what about all the other products that are competing with this? And they're completely outside of all that criteria. Yeah. Um, how, do, how does your tool help with that? So it, it helps when, with the star rating one is, again, we're analyzing the entirety of the market. So if you were like, hey, you know, this fits my criteria, this looks really good. Um, and we're giving you a negative or, you know, a three star, two star, something like that, then that's an indicator, hopefully to look at other factors. And then to like with our market trends, we're showing estimated sales among the top sellers. So when you go see the market trends, my hope is that you see, okay, everybody on average is selling, you know, 500 units uh, a month. And then you're like, well, I can sell 1500 because of this ASIN. Hopefully you see that discrepancy and then you know, make a better decision from there. Again, like with our price trends, we're also showing the market as a whole. So you could say, oh, this green grill brush, the, the prices stayed the same while everybody else's is dropped. Again, hopefully you're looking at the market trends to see this is what you should be looking at. This is a much better indicator of, of your, your future results, basically. Right. Okay. And this is based on keyword phrases that you're searching for, right? Yeah. Okay, not on a specific ASIN. I keep calling it your tool. I should probably call it by the correct name. It's Market Intelligence. Is that the final name for it now? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what do you right. think of the name then? I like it. I like it. I mean, it, it tells you what it is, right? Yeah, so yeah. So it's good. Market Intelligence. So, and this is available. I know it was in beta for a long time. Is this available to everybody at this point? Yeah, it is. It is $10 a month and that comes with a free Chrome extension. Um, and there's a web app. The web app is cool because you can use it, you know, on your phone when you're at the store thinking of ideas or whatever. And a uh, little, I guess, I don't know when this will air, but a little sneak peek is we have a Alexa skill launching for it in a couple of weeks. Just, just a fun gimmick kind of thing. Okay, cool. So you'll be able to talk to your Alexa. Uh, yeah. Okay. That'll be neat. And where do they go to get this tool? Go to Viral Launch. Uh, there's a market intelligence tab. You can read about it. You can test it out. There's a couple of search phrases you can click. You can see what kind of data we provide and, and yeah, make a decision for yourself. Cool. Market intelligence, guys. So I want to, I think that's pretty awesome. I used it, guys. It was really neat. And when I was talking to Casey, he had like a billion ideas. He's like, we're going to do this. We're going to do that. So I can't <laughs> wait to see the evolution of this tool. It's going to be insane. So how long have you been working on it? It's been a little while already, right? It's actually been a long time, uh, at least for me. I'm pretty impatient. Uh, so I think we <laughs> got started around September um, and we've done some things in between here and there, like the developers are always kind of jumping back and forth. But this is like the final iteration iteration or our first version. It started off just a star rating and then people were like, oh, how can I trust it? And then it was like a couple of stats and then people were like, well, I want to see all the stats. And then, you know, we're like, OK, we, you know, we finally have enough data to build our own sales algorithm. And then that took us a long time. And yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, Casey and I have known each other for a long time. I remember you coming to me and saying, hey, you know, check this out. What do you think? <laughs> Back yeah. in the day, remember? It's pretty basic. Yeah. Yeah. Right. In the very beginning. It's it didn't come even a long work the way. first time. Yeah. I felt really dumb. <laughs> well, that happens with software, right? You know, yeah. we've done it. We've done it with live stuff. We're like, all right, guys, we've officially launched. And then people are like, yeah, I'm getting an error. And they're like, oh, like, you know, it just, that's what happens with software. You know, you can't test the millions of variables that are out there every single time. Yep. So, yeah. I um, so you had mentioned products, you know, people, uh, let's say they want to do a product launch. This is going outside of the market intelligence tool, but they say, hey, you know what? I want to use your service because I want to, or I want to use viral launch because I want to rank, uh, you know, on page one for these keyword phrases or this keyword phrase. And then they come to you with the product. How many people actually still come to you with garlic presses and silicone spatulas and the stuff that they always use as examples in all the training material that's out there? A lot. So a lot. Really? Yeah. A lot. <laughs> so I'm like, I know ASM just put out, you know, top products list. And so I know that the, that's going to be the new wave of what we see a lot. Like I, I think turmeric, we're still getting, you know, three to five a, a week still, honestly. And do you guys say, okay, yeah, we'll do it. Or do you say, yeah, no, we can't really do anything for this. I mean, we have to, right? Like these people have already invested thousands and thousands of dollars in, in inventory for these products. And like, we can't turn them away. You can still be successful, but generally what they're expecting success to look like uh, is is probably not accurate of, of what's going to end up happening. So we can help them to, you know, sell, but it's, it's probably not at the level they were expecting. Right. So, and just to be clear on this, and so if someone comes to you with a supplement like that, right? And they're like, okay, I want to rank you know, number one or top three or whatever for this, for the, the term turmeric or whatever it is, Yeah, you can do it. I mean, they're just going to have to give away so much product to get there that it just might not be feasible for most people. Is that right? Right. Exactly. You know, if you have tens of thousands or, you know, maybe a hundred thousand dollars or something to invest in this product, then, you know, let's talk because we can make you a lot of money. But if you don't, then, then, you should temper your expectations. Really at the end of the day, like success is dependent on how much money you have to like throw into the market to for promotions and, and to promote your product and drive traffic. And yeah. the more money you have, the more successful. Um, yeah. I can give you guys an example, just a recent example, actually. I went to Casey and his team and I said, look, I've got this product, it's doing all right. I guess I'm calling it a relaunch. I don't know what you guys call it when you just wanna, you know, Bump, you can want to get a bump and get back on, you know, where you used to be. Yeah, what is yeah. that called? What you guys call it? Uh, a Anything? relaunch or a launch. A relaunch. Yeah. Okay. Just depends. So I go to them and I'm like, hey, I've got this, you know, this keyword phrase. And of course, it's one of the very, very top keyword phrases that I want to go after. And the numbers of units that I need to give away are pretty staggering in order to, you know, to try to reach that level. You're talking about giving away, you know, 500 units or more. And this is on a product that, you know, my cost is going to be by the time it's landed and everything around, you know, $15, $20. Plus you've got Amazon fees, you know, fulfillment fees, that kind of stuff. So do the math, guys. You know, if you're giving away 500 units as something that's going to cost you, let's say 20 bucks, right? It's a $10,000 giveaway. You're just essentially throwing that money away. But as Casey will tell you, it's not really throwing your money away, right? You're setting yourself up for success down the road. Do you have any case studies related to something like that? Like a major giveaway? A major giveaway, yeah, where they're like, you know what, we just gave away $25,000 worth of stuff. And you're like, oh my gosh. But then the net effect of that ended up being this. Yeah. I mean, it's hard because I don't, you know, all case studies are like our clients. And so how much we share is, you know, dependent on how much they feel comfortable with. Uh, Without mentioning any products or names, for example, though, what could you share? Yeah. So as an example, um, okay. So this guy had, he's in a very, very competitive space 
and he's giving again. So one thing that I we don't typically know, though, is is what their cost of goods is on the on the product or on a unit basis, because at the end of the day, we're just telling them, you know, this is what the sales history needs to look like in order for you to sell well here. And so we'll, we, we can help calculate the Amazon fees, like the referral fee and how much you're going to spend in FBA costs. But we don't know, like the cost of goods sold. So maybe this isn't the best case study. What we can talk best in is like number of units. Uh, so, OK. So yeah, so so okay, so this guy comes to us with with a competitive product, and he's giving away fifty units a day for or so fifty units a day for the first uh, five days, and then we realized that we needed to bump it up to seventy five units uh, for another ten days. So fifteen units or fifteen days total, and but after that, he's selling literally a thousand units per day on this particular product because it, it's such a high volume product. So he's spending, yeah, giving away and, and his cost per, per unit is pretty high. Um, it's a, it's a bigger product. And so, yeah, he gives away, um, I don't even know the math on that. So it was like 75 units a day for about two weeks yeah. roughly. Yeah, basically. Okay. So that's nice. So yeah, he was probably just right around 1500, a little lower than 1500 units that he gave away, which is probably super painful because <laughs> it's a big product, expensive. Yeah. But now you're saying he's doing a thousand units. A day in, in sales. sales. In organic sales. A day. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. So that's the power. Now, was that off of just one keyword phrase or did he go after like a bunch? So, I mean, it was uh, kind of more of an up and coming product. And so he just had a really great title and it allowed him to get ranking for, you know, most of his keywords were on page one. We ended up going for another keyword a little bit later. Uh, but just right off the bat, because he was like one of the first to market, he was able to outsell. He was able to hit that thousand uh, a day mark after like within five to seven days. I don't remember exactly after the promo had ended. Okay. That's awesome. I love hearing that stuff. Well, yeah. It's really cool. And, and there's some markets where the, the market is like so much more competitive and these guys are giving a minimum of a hundred units per day for the first 90 days and sometimes indefinitely just to maintain where they're at, but they're selling 20 to 30,000 units uh, a month. Right. Okay. That's very interesting. So let's back up a little. So somebody does a promotion, yeah. okay, through you guys or through anybody, wherever. Yeah, yeah, there's, yeah. there's multiple services that do this kind of stuff. I spoke to Cynthia Stein just recently, and she's like, you know what? You got to be careful with follow-up emails when it comes to you know, asking for any kind of reviews, especially if there's discounts and things like that. When it comes to this kind of stuff, if I have, you know, if, let's say I'm using you know, some kind of email follow-up system, okay, yeah. that automatically for my particular ASIN on day, two days after they receive it, they get an email that says, hey, you know, I hope you're enjoying the product. I would really appreciate a review. Now, if it's based on that ASIN, all of these giveaways that I just gave out, you know, previous to this, they're going to be getting this email, even though they bought it, let's say, you know, at a steep discount, they got it for $3 instead of $30. Do you feel, I mean, you've done thousands of these things. Is there any risk in that? Should anybody take any kind of precaution or do anything or just leave it as is and go? Yeah. So I don't know what Amazon does and does not want specifically on this, but I can, I can share what I do know in like the anecdotes, uh, from there, because again, yeah, we're, we're doing this, you know, literally every day we're running between 250 and 300 launches. Um, so yeah, to, to give context. So basically like one, I know where people do get in trouble is, so I don't know of anybody from Viral Launch or any other service getting into trouble for 
uh, asking these people to leave reviews after a promotional purchase. I do have a friend that was, uh, he was running a promotional service. So one, I, I also want to stipulate viral launch is not a review service. The pr purpose of the giveaways is to drive sales, not to drive reviews. We're not asking for people to leave reviews. We don't say anything about reviews. I don't want there to be any kind of influence to write a review or to not write a review. Cause I, I also think that telling people not to write a review is manipulation as well. Um, so anyways, on our buyer group, we have, we have, we just crossed 300,000. We're not saying literally anything about reviews. Um, so, yeah, and that's important, right? Right. Yeah. So, um, so that is not the purpose here. Do people leave reviews? I'm told yes. Do people sometimes not leave any reviews? I'm told yes. Uh, we're not allowed to track, but anyway, so I had a friend that was running a review service. He got, you know, back when reviews, the whole review change happened back in October, he got an email from Amazon saying that they're running or like they're against TOS or whatever. And so he was actually able to have a conversa conversation with the legal department um, and he got in writing, it says, you, we can offer promotions to people or discounted products for two people, but not in exchange for a review, which again, we're not, we're not doing. He, and they also said that we can follow up with these people um, to ask them to leave a review if they've received a discounted product. But, okay, but with that said, I know that Cynthia says not to, um, so I am curious, like why she says that I have not seen any issues, but that does make me hesitant. If she is seeing this, I don't know, you know, the validity, maybe they were doing a couple of things and, and they just assumed that it was because of the email follow-up. I'm not exactly sure. My argument is, is this, you know, I could see a competitor running a promotion on Facebook and I could go buy the product and leave a review. Um, even though that I wasn't asked and then, yeah, would they get dinged? I don't think so. And so like where I have seen people get in trouble is, you know, I saw this guy in his Facebook group that said, Hey, I, you know, I ran a promotion with AMZ tracker. Um, someone left a review and I got suspended uh, or a policy violation. I don't remember which. So I, I found him on LinkedIn or something and I messaged him and I was like, dude, uh, can you please give me every bit of information you have on this? Like, this is really important to me. So I want to know, you know, what's going on so that I can tell our people like, Hey, don't, be sending email follow-ups if it's causing people to get in trouble. So right. anyways, yeah. Uh, yeah. So what happened was he didn't get in trouble because the person left a review. The person left a review saying, you know, I got this product in exchange for a discount or I got this product at a discount in exchange for my review. Uh, and what, so the reason he got in trouble was not because of the review. Amazon will just remove that. Like they don't care about that. I, I don't think, but he commented on it and said, no, you didn't please remove this review. And that's where he got in trouble because he was asking someone to remove the review, which is uh, manipulation of reviews. Ah, okay. There you go. Yeah, it's very tricky out there, right? So I guess circling back to what I yeah. asked then, you would just leave things as is. You haven't seen any issues. I mean, because Amazon does provide the ability to give discounts, right. promos. You can use lightning deals. You can do whatever it is, right? So that people are getting, like, I just did a lightning deal. You know, and it was the product was almost half the price and, you know, many, many hundreds of units. Those people will get my follow up sequence emails that ask for a review. Yeah. Right. This is standard stuff. The first email says, hey, we want to make sure everything's cool. Let us know if there was any problem. The second email is going to say, hey, would you leave a review? I don't think there should be any issue there. I'm not going to change it. But I was curious, since you've done so many launches, whether you would do that if you're running any kind of promo and you've got, you know, a few hundred people that bought something at a discount that are now going to get, 
you know, a request for yeah, a review. Yeah, from what I've seen, there have been zero issues with it. Okay. Speaking of lightning deals, what are the benefits for ranking, if any, when you do something like that? Oh, lightning deal? So building your sales history. Yeah. So like, I mean, when sales happen, you know, whether it's from a promotion or not, like uh, your, the sale is basically being filtered through the keywords in your, especially your title, but in your content. And then you get keyword lift for any sale that is happening. And so from lightning deals, you can increase keyword ranking because it's improving your sales history. That's like one of the factors that Amazon looks at um, is, is sales history. And so even though you're not, you know, using a URL or targeting anything specifically, you're still getting boost. Yeah. So do you recommend lightning deals to people? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Like how often would you recommend someone run a a lightning deal and under what circumstances? Yeah. So, I mean, if you're a couple of things, so one, if you're looking to increase keyword ranking and then two, I mean, if, if you can run them profitably, then I would continue to run them like as often as possible because it does two things for you. If you're running them profitably, you're increasing your profit. And then two, you are improving your sales history, which is going to either help improve keyword ranking or help fend off anybody trying to outrank you. Okay. And then how long does it typically take? Let's say you want to get some lift on keywords in your title and you run a lightning deal. Is there an algorithm that Amazon uses? I mean, do they update pretty much almost in real time from what you've seen? Or does that take a couple of days? Is it like every, you know, three times a week? So it's like a, a it's like a two to um, five day delay. Sometimes it's actually a, a lot longer. It's, it's really strange, but for the most part, it's like a two day delay. So, you know, you, you drive a sale on Monday and then like 48 hours, that's about when you, you start to see that boosting keyword ranking. Sometimes though, you know, it, it's like 10 days or something, but that's, it's, that's a corner case. Right. Okay. So that's really important for a lot of people that are running stuff. And they're like, ah, they look the next day and there's no <laughs> yeah. movement. They freak out. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, so they're like, oh, my BSR boosted or whatever. But, but then like BSR is falling and then now they're freaking out and then, you know, give it three days or something. And now, oh, wow, my keyword ranking improved quite a bit. So yeah. Yeah. It was a little while back. I think you guys were the ones that broke the news. Correct me if I'm wrong. But you guys found a correlation between sales and a lift in keyword titles, or sorry, the, the, the keywords in your title specifically. Was that you guys? Was, that right? was, it was more than just a few uh, months ago that we posted that, but yeah, we did post, like the title is absolutely, absolutely crucial for keyword ranking and there's such, so I, I think that, and maybe one day we'll, we'll have enough data and people on the team to be sophisticated enough to like build out these killer models. Cause I, I think it's really difficult to discern the amount of like power, the keyword power uh, for ranking that you get for a keyword based on it being, you know, in a bullet point versus a description versus a backend. I think that like, I think that there's kind of minor differences and maybe, and in order to discern that out, you would have to effectively know where those keywords are in each of the products uh, that are for each of the products that you are ranking around for all of the, like what, what their sales are, where are the keywords and for all the products to understand what are the differences. And we don't have the ability to do that. So I think that like anybody, I I just think it's hard to, yeah, sorry. I'm kind of rambling. I I think it's hard to discern that. So, (laughs) but we do see a huge, huge correlation uh, for sales in the title. Um, And so like, sorry, basically it's just super, super important. Right. So if you have keyword phrases or keywords in your title and you get a sale for a keyword, that's not in your title, someone, you know, it's either through sponsored ads or they type something else. And it's, let's say in your bullet points, 
and you get a sale for that, that still helps all the keywords in your title. You should get some kind of a lift from the stuff that's in right. your title, right? Yep. That's the, the, the exactly. bottom line of it. Yeah. Okay. So super important. And then when you guys do promotions, if someone comes to Viral Launch and says, hey, I, I want to rank for these keyword phrases, how important is it for those to be in the title? Or is that just a benefit or do you guys almost require um, it? it? It depends on the market, but I would, you know, so if it's a main keyword, then it should definitely be in your title. So, I mean, the problem is, yeah, we can still drive ranking, you know, if it's in a bullet point. Though the problem is once you are, you know, ranking, you still have to maintain that through organic sales. And if all your competitors are selling at the same volume um, and they have that keyword in the title, then they're driving more power for those for that same keyword, even, even though you're driving just as many sales for that keyword, but you have it in your your bullet point. So as is kind of like a precaution to maintain your rank, it should still be in your title. Yeah, that's awesome. OK, cool. Well, this has been really good information. We've been jumping around. I've been trying to, I actually, I've been the one jumping around here. Anything you want to mention, Casey, that we haven't covered? Should we pivot uh, anywhere? Not that I can think of specifically. I think we yeah, covered yeah. it, right? Yeah, this has been uh, just over half an hour of solid information. So we'll leave it at that, guys. If you want to try out Casey's new tool, okay? We talked about where you can get it. It's called Market Intelligence. It's pretty awesome. I've used it. If you're interested in doing any kind of product launches, I don't promote hardly anybody out there, guys. You'll see that our list of products or services that we actually endorse of any kind um, is super short. And almost, I would say the majority of them are not affiliate deals or anything. Casey, I mean, you're an honest guy. Do we have no, an affiliate no. deal with you? <laughs> we don't have anything. So if you guys want to use Casey's services, his tools, feel free to do it. There's no affiliate link or anything like that. But he's one of the good guys out there. You know, his stuff is solid. It's based on data. And I wouldn't use the tools and their services if I didn't really believe in it. So I think it's really cool, Casey, that you're providing these services to everybody. And I look forward to actually hanging out with you, uh, gosh, on May 21st. Yeah, man, I'm super pumped. I, in I, Mexico. I got to <laughs> buy you something, man. I, I appreciate you letting me come on here and, and talk. Yeah, no, no, no. You know what? It's my pleasure. It's cool. I always like hanging out with you and just having a chat with you because you it's just, it's very interesting. You think differently than a lot of people. So I really like that. It always makes me... I, like, I always want to run back to my room after chatting with you. I'm like, oh, I got to implement this. <laughs> cool. I got to do this. I appreciate so it. So it's always thank good you. stuff. So, well, thank you for coming on the show. I appreciate it. We'll get you on here real soon. You've been listening to the AM PM podcast hosted by Manny Coates. For more information, insider, insider tools, tools, and to get the resources mentioned in this episode, visit ampmpodcast.com.